Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am tickled pink that you're joining me today. This is the 30th episode of Cash Clarity, and if you told me last year at this time that I'd have a podcast with 30 episodes, I'd give you the side eye with a raised eyebrow, which, by the way, I must make that face a lot because it's one that I see my four-year-old now make all the time when I ask her to do something other than what she wants to do. Like, okay, mom. (laughs) So if you would have said, Abby, you have a podcast with 30 episodes this time next year, I wouldn't have believed you. I digress. Today, I'm talking about collecting payment from your customers promptly and how to collect payment when those invoices are overdue. I wanted to talk about this because asking for money always feels really awkward, even if you're in a position that is completely legitimate. Money is still pretty taboo in our culture, and we don't want to offend someone. But at the same time, we want to get paid. Holla! I'm going to tell you a little story about myself. A former client of mine once got three months behind on paying me. I provide bookkeeping services, so when I don't get paid for doing the work, I'm up the creek without a paddle. I have no recourse for getting that time back. I can't turn back the clock and decide to work on something different, like finding a new prospective client or maybe working on a different client project. So anyway, this person had gotten three months behind on payments, and this was somebody that I saw frequently. I, at the time, was in a networking group with this person, so I saw them on a weekly basis. Now, they were a really respectable, nice person, and I always just trusted that they were going to eventually get around to it and that they were an honest, well-meaning person and that if I just, you know, waited long enough that they would eventually pay me. However, this lack of payment was really starting to cause a problem. I was faced with one, cutting costs from somewhere, two, not paying myself, which I didn't want to do that, or three, actually collecting the overdue payments. I eventually decided to put on my big girl britches and have that difficult conversation and collect the money that I was owed. So late payments hurt the cash flow of a business. If money's not coming in while money is still going out, there's real potential to see the bank account balance get dangerously low or to see credit card debt start racking up or even worse, closing doors. I know sending any kind of reminder feels icky, Sending payment reminders feels even ickier. So you might be thinking, Abby, I don't have to micromanage other people's business. I'm going to trust that they're going to do the right thing. We shouldn't have to remind our customers to make payments, but in reality, people just get busy or distracted, and they do need reminders. That's why you're going to make it really easy, as easy as possible, for customers to pay you immediately. In fact, that's what the first three steps are all about in my seven steps for collecting money that you are owed. So the first step is be clear about payment terms up front before onboarding your customer. You really want to lay a solid groundwork for expectations of your relationship together. So making sure that they're clear and understanding of what you expect as far as when it comes to being paid. Clearly tell them what you want them to do. Yes, they may appear to be a full grown adult, but 
they still like super obvious instructions. I know I do. If I get an email that's unclear and I have to make guesses, then I'm going to make an assumption and maybe do something that the, the sender didn't really mean or didn't really ask for. So being really clear on when you want payment and how it's to be paid gets everybody on the same page. And if for whatever reason they already know that they can't meet your expectations, then it saves everyone a lot of heartache in the, in the long run. That's step number one. Now, step number two is to actually create an invoice consistent with your customer agreement. You want to clearly show your logo, your business name, and your contact information. That way they know exactly who to go to and who to call or email or send mail to if there's any questions. And then you also want to put the date that you sent the invoice on the face of the invoice, along with an invoice number if you use invoice numbers. That way you can clearly reference back to it which invoice in question should there be an issue of payment later on. Then you also want to clearly write out what product or services your customer purchased, including quantity, rate, and total amount. So if you're selling a product and they bought five of them, you know, you say you bought five of such and such product for this much money and the total for five of those products is this amount of money. And then you want to clearly show how much they actually owe. So if you offered any discounts and are applying a discount to the invoice, you want to show that. And if you need to collect sales tax and remit that on, then you want to show how much that you're collecting on this sale. The next thing you want to keep on your invoice is when the payment is due. You want to be very clear and specific about your payment terms. If they have a week to pay, make sure that the due date a week from today is on the invoice. If you if your invoice is due in 30 days, make sure it clearly shows that the invoice is due on that date 30 days from now. Or if the invoice is due on receipt, make sure the invoice says due on receipt. And then the last thing you want to make sure you include on every invoice is how to pay spell it out. If you want your customer to pay by check, make sure that they know who to write the check out to and where to mail it. If you are collecting electronic forms of payment, such as a, a bank transfer or a credit card or PayPal or any of those, you want to make sure you say, click here and you know pay using these payment methods. It needs to be really obvious. That way your customer knows exactly what to do. So that's step number two, is to create an invoice consistent with your customer agreement. Then step number three is to send that invoice promptly according to what you said you would do. Not only is it good business sense to just follow through on what you say you'll do, but with invoice in particular, you set a precedent. If you send an invoice later than you say you will, it demonstrates that deadlines aren't serious and that you yourself don't respect the parameters that you set. Customers are more likely to pay immediately if you invoice them immediately. If you're slow at sending, that they may very well be slow at paying. I know for myself in my own business, if 
I get an invoice later than I expected, I kind of think in the back of my head, well, they don't really need that money right away because if they did, they would have sent the invoice right away. So I'm just going to wait a few days to pay this because, you know, I want to be earning interest on that money in my savings account. Sending an invoice immediately upon when you say you're going to send it is always a really good idea. And then the other thing, if you invoice large amounts, then consider also providing your customer with estimates in advance so that there are no surprises and that your customer can save up if needed. Estimates should look exactly the way your eventual invoice should. It should show all the things that we discussed just a minute ago with, you know, the, the payment terms and any amounts, any discounts, any sales tax, all that kind of stuff needs to be on the estimate as well. That way, if a customer needs to maybe save up or you know have an idea of when that cash flow for them needs to go out, then an estimate's a really good way of just giving them that heads up. All right, so that's step number three, sending invoices promptly according to what you said you were going to do. Then step number four is sending a polite reminder using the same method of communication used to send the invoice. So I know a lot of times these days, invoices are sent through email, so it's perfectly okay to follow up with an email. Now, when you send this reminder, the timing of sending this reminder is really going to depend on the nature of your payment terms. So if it's something with a longer longer reach like say your payment terms are 30 days or or more then i would send this reminder before the actual due date a good target would be five business days before the due date now just a gentle reminder saying hey in case this invoice fell to the bottom of your inbox the due date is coming up for invoice one two three and it's coming up quick, and I didn't want you to miss it, so you can pay on time. And just to remind you, you can pay by clicking the the link below. Now, if you have a short payment term, like seven days or less, or even pay on receipt, then sending your first reminder should be sent maybe about seven to 10 business days after the due date. Many business owners aren't sitting down and paying bills every single day. Oftentimes what happens is they might be sitting down once a week or maybe every other week or maybe even once a month to sit down and pay bills. So waiting seven to 10 days to send that first reminder will capture that little lag period when someone receives an invoice and when they might sit down to actually pay it. And all you got to do is just ask when they plan to make payment. That's it. So my script goes something like this. Hey client, I hope you're well. I have yet to receive payment from you for this invoice. And then in parentheses, I write, see details below. I would be really grateful if you could just let me know when I can expect to receive payment. Best regards, Abby. Short, sweet, to the point. It's after the information that I, I need to have. And very often they'll be like, oh, hey, sorry, you know, I got distracted when I sat down to pay it and it just got missed and I'll pay it right now. Or they'll say, hey, Uh, yeah, I realize that I've been waiting for one of my customers to pay me. You know, I plan to pay by the end of the week. So usually you'll get a response and they'll let you know exactly when they intend to pay you. And many times it's just an oversight and, you know, they'll get in and pay you with just that gentle reminder. Now, if 
it happens again and you're in a position when you're waiting for them to pay again, then step number five would be to send a second more strongly worded reminder still using the same communication method. So for me, I would wait another seven to 10 days after to the day that they committed to paying after the first reminder. So if the invoice had been sent out, I waited seven to 10 days the customer told me, oh, you know, I'll pay by the end of the week. So maybe that's another three days. Then after that three days, I would wait another seven to 10 days. Now, if you are sending this second reminder, this this second more strongly worded email reminder, I would make sure to use, take full advantage of the subject line and include the invoice number and saying overdue in the subject line so they know exactly what it is. It really grabs your attention. I know if I see anything with a subject line saying overdue in my inbox, I'm going to be on it and opening it immediately. So in this email, you want to acknowledge how late the payment is according to your original agreement and then just politely explain how the outstanding payment has negatively affected your business. This is also a good time to remind them of any late penalties if you have a policy like that in your business and when that's going to take effect. So my script goes something like this. Hi client, I hope you're well. I have yet to receive payment for you for X dollars in respect to invoice number one, two, three. See the details below, which was due for payment on such and such date. The invoice is now X number of days late and has become really problematic for me. Please could you let me know when payment will be made as a matter of urgency? Thanks, Abby. I've only had to use this script twice and it's resulted in immediate payment. Now, it was still polite and gentle, but it was to the point and it was a little bit more strongly worded. It, you know, pointed out clearly exactly what the problem was and how it was affecting me. Do I cringe when I send this script? Yeah, a little. I don't like feeling as though I'm momming a full-grown adult. I have two kids, four and one, and that's enough for me. Thank you very much. But this script does get the result I want, and I remind myself I'm not someone else's bank, and I have my own needs to meet. So step number five is sending a second, more strongly worded reminder, still using the same communication method. All right, so we have two steps to go. And step number six is calling with a final reminder. This time, I don't wait as long. I wait maybe three to five business days. If they've told me that they're gonna send a payment right away, I'm gonna wait three to five business days after they told me that they were gonna pay. And then if they miss that again, then I'm on the phone with them or trying to get on the phone with them. Hard conversations are always better received when using a more personal form of communication. And on a phone call, they can hear your tone of voice. They know that you're being friendly and that you aren't out to get them. But at the same time, you can convey that the lack of payment is a problem. You'll want to state the reason for your call. So you want to, right after the pleasantries of, you know, calling someone, you just say, hey, I'm calling about your past two invoice. And then offer to take payment over the phone. Um, say, hey, I want to make it really easy for you. I'm sure this just got, you know, lost in the shuffle. Uh, you know, I'm happy to take payment over the phone to make it easy for you. They'll either agree right away or they're going to commit to getting online right away to pay or you'll sense some reluctance. And in this case, you'll want to be flexible. 
you want to have one or two plans in your back pocket in case they are experiencing hardship. So if, if you're a service provider like I am, you might say, hey, I'm willing to work with you, maybe make some kind of payment plan arrangement, maybe back off on the services that you're providing. You know, there's lots of different options and you'll just have to explore what's best for you in your business and for the situation at hand with the particular customer. If they don't answer the phone, then leave a voicemail straight into the point and then wait to see if they get back to you. And the window I would wait for is is two to three business days before I try to call back again. Now, in the voicemail, it doesn't have to be elaborate or long-winded. It just needs to be real straight and to the point. You say, hey, this is Abby. I hope you're doing okay. I haven't heard from you in a little bit. I'm calling in regards to your outstanding invoice. Please give me a call back so we can have a quick chat about it. And my number is, you know, and leave your, your phone number. I would repeat this at least three times. Leave them at least three voicemails. And if they haven't gotten back to you with calling, leaving a voicemail, waiting two to three days, calling again, waiting another two to three days. Once you've repeated that three times, then at that point, then you know that they're dodging you. They're you know, either feel embarrassed or maybe they just can't pay. So if you get to this point, then you're at step number seven, our final step, which is to send a final notice in both email and in snail mail. It really helps to see it both in their inbox and then when they see that piece of paper in person with your signature at the bottom, they know it's real. So you want to send a copy of the original invoice that states all of the payment terms that we talked about up in step number two. And then you also want to summarize your attempt to collect payment. So the first line on this is going to be the invoice when it was sent on date A. And then the next line is you're going to show the due date was clearly on date B. And then the third line is going to be I sent you a reminder on such and such date. The next line is I sent you a second reminder on this date. And then the next few lines is going to be all the voicemails you left. I called you on this day and left a voicemail. I called you on this day and left a voicemail. And I called you on this day and left a voicemail. This does two things. One, it's a clear visual of the timeline for both you and your customer. They will be forced to see your point of view. They're like, oh man, they've been really trying to get this payment, you know, and that should light a fire underneath them. And then two, it clearly shows your due diligence in attempting to collect the payment, which will be handy if things really go sideways. And then the last thing you want to include in this final notice is the consequences of not paying. Either you're going to stop services, you're going to revoke the, the service that you're providing, or maybe you're going to blacklist them from future purchases, or maybe even take them to small claims court. Be very clear on what's going to happen next. So that was step number seven, sending a final invoice. To recap all seven of those steps again, let's start it back up at the top. So number one was be clear about payment terms up front before onboarding your customer. Step two, create an invoice consistent with your agreement. Step three, send your invoice promptly according to what you said you would do. Step four, send a polite reminder using the same method of communication used to send the invoice. Step five, send a second more strongly worded reminder still using the same communication method. Step six, call with a final reminder. And step seven, 
send a final notice in both email and snail mail. Now I want you to review your invoicing process. Are you clear out the gate on how and when a customer should pay you? You'll know if you're not clear because you might have multiple customers consistently slow to pay you, which as we discussed early on in this episode, hurts the power of your pocketbook. However, invoicing when done correctly will result in quick payments and rarely require payment reminders, which means you're maximizing your cash flow. The dollar is always most powerful when it's in your account. Now that we're at the end of the episode, you should know what you need to clearly communicate and to get prompt payments from your customers and feel less icky about sending those dreaded payment reminders. I hope you come back for the next episode. I'll be going over the weekly to-dos and tasks for your bookkeeping. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. Until next time.